This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, there's a new study out from the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, and it does say even light rain, a light drizzle, significantly increases your risk of a fatal car crash. Well, when it comes to matters involving vehicular incidents, Kerry Schmidt is the go-to guy, the OPP's Highway Safety Division spokesperson. Kerry, good to have you back in the Oakley Show. Hi there. Hey, it's a great talk for day, talk radio. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> no, uh, not a worry. We should have rehearsed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, I mean, with this study out, it now verifies something I'm sure your field experience has told you. A little bit of light rain even increases, increases the chance of, uh, well, accidents or even fatalities. Well, particularly in the darkness, uh, when it's uh, not... When it's not sunny out there and you have uh, rain coming down, you don't get that same reflection. You, you start losing that depth perception. You start not realizing what's happening in front of you. The way the headlights are sending the, the light out, it's not giving you back the same uh, response or reflection that you are typically during a dry condition. And, uh, hey, just think about the, when you're stepping out of the shower on a wet floor. It's slippery. If it's dry, you can stop or you can stand without slipping. Uh, same thing on the highways. If you are getting into just a little bit of moisture, sometimes that is just enough to get that oil and, and uh, debris that's on the highway up uh, out of the pores or out of the the crevices of the highway making it for a very slippery very slick condition that you really need to pay attention to uh it's it's as bad as icy conditions in winter weather driving you think people really appreciate that they say it's underappreciated oh absolutely yeah if the temperature gauge is above zero uh there's no no risk of ice or freezing uh they think that well absolutely let's just uh put the wipers on and let's go uh, like we always have, uh, the water should be draining off the highway uh, naturally the, with the camber of the road, but uh, you still can get areas of uh, standing water pooling, especially in areas of construction. And I'm sure you've seen plenty of that. And if you have enough uh, standing water where there's potholes or low-lying areas, you can start hydroplaning. Uh, maybe that's only going to happen in, in heavier uh uh, raining conditions, but it certainly is an issue that you need to be aware of. And by the time you hit that water uh, or that area of moisture and you're going too fast and you're coming up to a stop sign or a curve in the road, uh, your vehicle may not have the traction to uh, negotiate or come to a stop. You know, I sometimes experience that in the passing lane on the DVP. Uh, there are low-lying areas where the water pools and yeah. boom, you hit that and uh, look out. Uh, and you would think that's a well-maintained highway too. Sure, and you know what, if the storm uh, catch basins get clogged, uh, there may not be the proper drainage, or if rain comes down in a hurry, it may not be able to uh, get evacuate that water quickly, and if only your left side or the right side of your vehicle catches that water, just driving over that water actually causes considerable drag on those wheels, which will actually pull, feel like it's pulling you into the water. And if you don't have a firm grip on the steering wheel, you could uh, get sucked right into that water even more so up against the wall or into other vehicles. And if you panic and over control, slam on the brakes or steer the other way, uh, you could uh, obviously lose control. And obviously, if you are hydroplaning, you're not going to have any steering or braking control at all until your vehicle slows down and finally comes in contact with the road again. Yeah. Well, they say uh, even a light drizzle uh, increases the fatal crash risk by 27%. With moderate rain, it's up to 75%. 
And then with heavy rain, it's nearly two and a half times more risky. Uh, so you want to be mindful of that. Kerry Schmidt is with us, OPP Highway Safety Division. Let me ask you about something else when it comes to monitoring the roads with the legalization of pot. Uh, any notice in the change in people uh, caught DUI or uh, being subjected to a roadside sobriety test because of uh, impairment through marijuana? Well, I'll tell you, marijuana is not new. It may be legally new to consume, and and you can have it uh, lawfully now, Uh, but uh, we all know that uh, marijuana has had uh, quite the uh, presence uh, for many years already, and we have seen plenty of uh, drug-impaired drivers uh, in the past, as we have in the past year as well. I can't say that we're seeing uh, an appreciable or significant uh, jump in the number of uh, drug-impaired driving charges, but just for example, we do see different kinds of experiences. Let me tell you this very quickly. We had officers responding to a vehicle all over the highway on Highway 401. Uh, it was going up against, uh, up against other vehicles, nearly striking them, concrete walls. We finally got the vehicle uh, stopped. The driver fled on foot over uh, a fence and through the woods, and we later found him in a residential area when neighbors called in to reply that uh, there was someone trying to get into the house. By the time officers got to the scene, we had this driver up on the roof of this person's house, and we had to carefully talk him down from the roof. So, um, yeah, And he blew zero alcohol Uh, but he was certainly impaired by drugs. So drugs can do funny things to people, and we've heard all kinds of stories about people climbing things after they've uh, tried uh, different types of drugs, and this guy, he found himself on the roof of uh, some neighbor's house, which uh, was certainly concerning for them. Where along the 401 corridor was that? That was just west of the GTA, actually towards Cambridge. So uh, but it, this is not unique to uh, to that area. It, we, we see it all the time. And it, you, we can laugh at it now, but, you know, drugs will make you do different things. Why is there a psychoactive ingredient? Uh, people want that high. They don't take drugs for uh, just the calming, soothing, whatever feeling they have. It's for that high. And that high can uh, certainly manifest itself in many different uh, ways. And, uh, and we need to deal with it then when we uh, try to get these, vehicle, these people stopped after they're driving, a highway, driving down the highway really in an absolutely dangerous condition. Where do we stand now with roadside sobriety testing? Well, uh, still the same uh, drug recognition experts are the ones doing the uh, the tests in the detachments, we have our standard field sobriety testing officers. I know the OPP is uh, buying some of those oral fluid saliva testers as well, mm-hmm. uh, which will give you some uh, limits on um, the, the zero tolerance for uh, drug and alcohol for commercial and, and graduate licensing drivers. Uh, but our, our front line are the, the best tools out there to determine drug impairment, and that is by officers doing those uh, battery of tests, uh, the coordination physical uh, uh, tests that they will use to determine uh, what kind of impairment and and to what level, and then their drug recognition experts will also uh, do a much further elaborate uh, series of tests, including your eye visual, uh, horizontal gaze, astigmas, and and heart rate, and blood pressure, and pupil uh, dilation, and size, uh, along with uh, physical and coordination tests and and mental tests that, uh, based on the totality of all those uh, results, officers will uh, make a determination whether you are impaired by a drug, uh, what kind of drug, and, and to what level. All right. So it's still less than scientific, but to your knowledge, to this point, six months into legalization or otherwise, I mean, uh, have any of these 
uh, charges been contested in court? Uh, oh, I'm sure they have. I don't know uh, where they uh, where they stand in the court process, either post uh, legalization or pre legalization. But absolutely, we've had drug impaired uh, driving uh, charges uh, through the courts, and convictions are being entered uh, based on the testimony of the officers and the witnesses that see this behavior. Uh, impaired driving is impaired driving by alcohol or drug operating any motor vehicle, a vessel, or aircraft. So whatever you're in, and now that the ice is breaking up. If you're going to be going down the water in uh, in a canoe or a powerboat, uh, you could be charged with impaired driving just as you can uh, a motor vehicle on the highway. I understand when it comes to boats, uh, that's also a consideration now as people are looking forward to the summer months ahead. Uh, storage of cannabis has become an issue. There have been a number of charges yeah. in the province. Well, absolutely. Uh, cannabis readily available to the driver uh, within reach of the, of the driver is, is an offense under the Cannabis Act. And uh, we've certainly laid plenty of charges like, like that recently, including uh, excess uh, cannabis and having illicit cannabis uh, in possession. Those are all uh, offenses that can be charged by the officer. And doesn't matter if you're in a car or a boat, if that cannabis is uh, within reach of, of the operator, uh, there's an offense. And obviously, uh, smoking is not permitted inside a motor vehicle. I understand close to a thousand charges to this point uh, since the legalization of cannabis as far as that storage of cannabis uh, charges concerned. Kerry, it's always great to get an update. I appreciate your time very much this afternoon. All right. Thank you very much. Enjoy the sunshine. You got it. Kerry Schmidt. He's with the OPP Highway Safety Division. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.